Hey, fellow DJs, do you want to own a piece of a premium sports book and casino? Well, Moonbet gives you the chance just by holding their MBET crypto tokens. You can buy those tokens right now over at bitforex.com. You can also join the Moonbet ecosystem by heading over to moonbet.org. Use the link in the description so that they know you're a true DGEN. Eclipse the competition and make some money with Moonbet. You fools. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday night, which can only mean you're wondering why you took the Arizona Cardinals over the uh, Green Bay Packers, Panther. What's going on? I saw that score 7-7. I was already thinking, I'm screwed. We're all screwed. <laughs> well, I think there was a pending kiss of death, too. So Packers up 10-7. Uh, oh, man. It's, never, never doubt Aaron Rodgers, right? I don't know. That'll make Max mad. But uh, look, it's college football time. For the first time all season, I get to come in here and beat my chest a little bit. A winning record last week. Um, I actually just half out quit because the season <laughs> just hasn't gone all that well. But uh, uh, I, look, I have seven and three. I'll take it, and hopefully we can build on it. And uh, no guaranteed locks for me. We'll leave that to the Zebra. Oh, what's going on, Zebra? You know, you only get one crack to make a play of the year. And, you know, USC showed up and played an eighth-grade offense. Notre Dame did nothing. That, that was pathetic. So, yeah, it's taken a week. Not only do I have that to, to, to hang my head about, but I got to listen to the Panther with a positive week. This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it happens. It happens. But, I mean, it was the play of the year. Right? Panther's got one on you now for sure. Let's get to work. I'm pulling up the uh, odds here now for games. You guys sent me your lists, and I, I have a few extra plays I want to do. And here we go. We are going to look first off at Michigan, Michigan State, Sex Panther. Yeah, this is the battle of the MAC, right? Because when you look at these two teams and their two schedules, they're 14 and 0 against nobody. I mean, absolutely nobody. Their Big Ten schedule's been crap. Their non-conference schedule's been crap. The only, the most notable game is Michigan State's win against Miami of Florida. That's even crap. So I can't give either one of these teams any love. The only reason they're even ranked as high as they are is because this is such a down year in college football. Clemson looks like crap. Notre Dame looks like crap. Like they're they're ranked high, and neither one of them belong there. I think this is actually an even game. I, I don't even know how to grade either one of these teams because they really haven't played anybody of substance at all. So I'm going to take Michigan State plus the four points. They could possibly win this game outright, but I, it's going to be a close game, a field goal game. I think Michigan State keeps it within the four. So $25 on Sparty. So you, you don't know how to read this game. It's a crap game. And you bet it. I, I hate I, that. I hate I, that other team. I don't understand the logic, but um, I would have to agree with you. I'd lean Michigan State on this, but but not enough to make a play on it. I'm, I'm with you. I agree that Michigan State looks like the play. Just a lean for me, though. I couldn't quite get it to work the way I wanted. It, Michigan you know, covers just enough percentage of the time to spook me off this one. But I, I, I think you're going to be on the right side of it. We are moving on to Iowa. No, we're going to West Virginia, right? No, there it is. Wisconsin. 
Iowa's coming to town. Wisconsin's a favorite, minus three and a half. Yeah, that's got me actually scared to death because I haven't seen anything out of Wisconsin all season long that suggests they should be the favorite. And here they are against the one loss, top 10 ranked Iowa Hawkeyes and Wisconsin's favorite. I, it, it smells, it stinks, but I look at the stats. I look at the games they played. I look at the opponent. I look at everything and I can't get there with Wisconsin. So I'll take that three and a half and put a quarter on the Hawkeyes. I, I like your thinking there. I like the extra, the hook on there. This game's total is 36 and a half. It's got to be a team total, right? <laughs> no, the NFL games are, are low when they're 36 and a half. I mean, the first team to put the ball in the end zone, they ought to just call the game and say, you're the winner. No play, but I'm with you leaning the Hawkeyes in this one. Yeah, you know, it, it's got me scratching my head, too, just a little bit. I think that I, th- I think that Iowa might win the game outright. I'm not going to money line it, but I wouldn't be mad if you do. I'm going to do it. 50 bucks following you, Sex Panther. Iowa. Got to follow the hot hand, Zebra. Okay, I'm not. (laughs) We are moving on. Texas versus Baylor. Let's see. Baylor at home right now, as it stands, is minus two and a half, Sex Panther. Yeah, this is another one of those games that I just don't get the line. Texas defense has not played very well all season, but the offense can put up points. I look at Baylor's record. I look at their strength of schedule. They've played a whole bunch of nobodies. I get they're at home, but the upside for the Longhorns is significantly higher than it is for the Baylor Bears. I'm going to actually money line this game. I saw it at plus 130 when I grabbed it. I don't know where we're at now, but I'm guessing somewhere around there. So I'm money lining the Longhorns, 25 bucks on Texas. The guy has a seven and three week, makes a little bit of money, and finally, finally is smart and taking underdogs and not laying points. I I like your style. I like your play. Not enough to put my money on it, but I like where you're going this week, Panther. Well, give me a minute. I got some chalk coming. Oh. No, I like you. I, you know, I'm leaning really hard with you on this play. I like it a lot. Uh, two and a half. I hate betting two and a half. Always have. Always will. I'll lean Texas with you, but I can't quite get there. All right. We are moving on. We're going Auburn. As Ole Mista comes to town. Auburn opened up minus one. They're minus three now. Yeah, and this one I'm actually going to put a little asterisk on. I saw the line. I saw, you know, Ole Miss is just lighting up the scoreboard. But now there's a little asterisk, a little caveat there's a decent chance Heisman candidate Matt Corral doesn't play for the Rebels. If that's the case, it's going to be a no play for me. I got to imagine that's why the line is the way it is. I'm not in love with this Auburn team. I find them to be media, better than mediocre. But if Matt Corral plays, I'm all over the Rebels. But without knowing for sure if he's going to play, I'm just going to lean on Ole Miss here. Oh. I, I think the, the, the betting public is is banking in the fact that he's not. I mean, this thing's moved through zero. Old Miss was a one-point favorite to start. Now they're a three-point dog. I think people are thinking Corral's not going to play, therefore on 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 Auburn. Uh, not something that I want to touch when you've got you know star quarterbacks 
status is uncertain, but it is something to keep an eye on. And if you find the fact that he is going to play and you can still get points, that'd be one to jump all over. I don't really have a play. Honest to God, <laughs> I don't have a play in this one. I guess I'll lean Auburn here, but man, I, I uh, three points seems scarily accurate to me. Uh, apparently, Phil Bobbitt is out there listening. We all know Phil. We all know Phil. <laughs> Welcome to live college football, Phil. He's used to doing live NASCAR. So, <laughs> Penn State's playing Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State opened up minus 17, minus 18 and a half now. Now, when I was talking about eating some chalk, we have arrived. Penn State coming off that demoralizing loss to Illinois. And Ohio State, the last, what, the last three or four games, has looked like the Buckeyes that we've seen for the last decade. Ohio State's at home. Penn State is really, I think they're a fraud. I don't think they can keep up with this high-octane Buckeye offense. Buckeyes are going to run away with this thing. I'm going to lay the 18 and a half Ooh. and put a quarter on CJ Stroud and crew. Wow. That's a, that's, that's a big number to be laying in this game. Yeah. Ohio state is killing people. Penn state, you know, this is a situation where you see a team get embarrassed one week. They usually bounce back the next. I want to know how we can watch 10 plays in a row from a two point conversion and not a single one of them is converted. <laughs> In the first five, quote, overtimes, there was not one of those plays made. Illinois ran the ball for like 400 yards in that game, and yet they decided to throw every time they had a chance to, to win the game. I, I don't understand college football coaches. I know Taco Bell's looking for managers. When they get fired, they probably ought to go work there. Oh, I'm going to lean uh, lean uh, Ohio State in this one. I, they, they're going to cover close. I mean, it's gonna, they're going to be really close to covering. Uh, I, I think you might be right, Panther, but man, it's too close for me to call. So we are moving on. FSU is going to Clemson. Uh, Panther's favorite whipping boy, Seminoles, are plus nine on the road. Yeah, well, we won't be whipping them this time because the whipping boys this year, the Clemson Tigers, <laughs> it says on their stats that they average 20 points per game, but that is very misleading. The only reason it is that high is because they scored 49 against South Carolina State. They haven't scored over 20 in any other game. This Clemson offense is bad, like so bad. And I, and I know Florida State's not great, but they've been playing a lot better. They've won their last three games. And I think of nine, nine and a half, I just think that's too many points. So I'm jumping on the Seminoles plus nine. I had them at nine and a half. 25 bucks on Florida State. I get you nine and a half. I am going to make a play on this game, um, but I'm going to go with the total. And yeah, Clemson has not scored uh, other than that game against South Carolina State. But if they're ever going to get their offense in gear and score some points, it's against this god-awful Florida State defense. This total sitting at 47 right now, and I'm, I'm going to fly over that total for job oh, i'm just gonna go single you know i'm gonna go 25 dollars on it this is this is the game that clemson's offense finally shows up and and gets those four touchdowns and into the into the upper 20s give me 25 over 47 clemson florida state got you in i like the play uh the florida state plus nine i've got them keeping it close most of the time but when they don't keep it close it's an absolute bloodbath so i'll lean florida state with you but i'm not betting this one we are moving on. We're going California. 
What's that? Oregon State, California. Uh, Oregon State on the road, minus a point and a half. Yeah, and Oregon State's got, you know, they've had a pretty decent season. Cal, I think there's a little bit of an overreaction to, um, you know, was it wasn't them that beat Oregon? I was trying to pull up the schedule, but uh, they had a quality win in there, and it, I think it's an overreaction. Cal really has not been that good this season. I think the Beavers can go into Cal and get the win. I'll lay the one and a half and put a quarter on Oregon State. Cal, Cal's won twice this year, Sacramento State and Colorado. You know, I don't even know what division Sacramento State's in, but Colorado does not deserve to be in the in the Division One. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Oregon State has a shot, has a pretty good shot at trying at the Pac-12 North this year. I love what their coach is doing. Uh, he's what second or third year there. Jonathan Smith is putting together a program that's going to compete in that North of the Pac-12. The Civil War this year, Oregon, Oregon State could be the deciding game that decides who goes to the Pac-12 title. I'm with you. I like Oregon State to go in and not only just win the game, but beat the living pee out of Cal. I'm putting 25 on Oregon State minus the one and a half. All right. We got a kiss of death going on here. I love Oregon State, too. Uh, one and a half seems way too little points. I think Oregon State comes in. I think they take care of business. 50 bucks on Oregon State. All three agree. Go Beavs. Uh, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> UCLA and Utah. Uh, the Utes are at home, minus six and a half. You know, I don't know if you guys look at the uh, UCLA and USC, but uh, neither one of these teams can win in Los Angeles. Like, they're like 0-7 between the two at home, but UCLA is much better on the road. I don't get the six and a half, but Utah's okay. But they're not great. I think UCLA actually might even win this game outright. But I'm going to take the six and a half and put 25 bucks on the Bruins. I'm done doing anything with LA teams. I'm done doing anything with LA. I'm just done with the freaking city. I can't. I can't take it anymore. USC's pathetic showing last week. UCLA's pathetic showing last week. You know, I had them against Oregon. I'm done. I'm done with it. I, I can't take it anymore. You talk about UCLA and what they're doing on the road, but look at some of the teams they're playing on the road. I mean, they beat Washington. They beat Arizona. They beat Stanford. They're not beating quality teams, and Utah is a quality team. I lean Utah. No play, but I lean Utah. Good luck to you taking the Bruins. I'll lean with you as well on UCLA. I'm not betting this game. I don't like this game at all. I don't like it at all. But I, yeah, if I had to, I, I go UCLA. I think you might be on the right side. I just need him to keep it within six and a half. So yeah, I think, yeah. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, that's it for Panthers list. We're on to Zebra's list, and we're starting Friday night. Uh, Zebra's whipping boy Navy is going to Tulsa. Tulsa minus 11. I've got to apologize for those great, Seamen of the Navy. I ripped them earlier this year. 
said that if our country was going to be attacked, it'd be by sea because we can't stop anybody <laughs> in, in that angle. But look what they've done the last couple couple games. This team is starting to play better. Last week they even just, they even figured out they can throw the ball a little. So I don't I don't know. I mean Tulsa's going to obviously you know, stack up to stop the run because that's what Navy does. But they actually look decent throwing the football, trying to come back in that game against Cincinnati. I think this is too many points. Tulsa's not that good. I'm taking Navy plus the 11 for 25. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. Even though Navy's lost the games that they played, they've been super competitive. And, uh, you know, they're, they're scoring points. And when we talked about them at the beginning of the year, this team couldn't find the end zone if you, like, gave them a freaking map. They're playing much better. I do agree 11 and a half is probably too many. I don't think Navy wins. But I'll lean them with those points. Yeah, leaning with you on Navy. I I honestly don't know that much about Tulsa, and uh, the projections kind of make it uh, that Tulsa has a good chance to to run away with it. So I'm just I'm laying off this one entirely. Next up, we got Cincinnati playing the Green Wave. Cincinnati on the road is minus twenty six and a half or twenty six. Twenty six. You know, last week I laid twenty eight with Cincinnati against the Navy, and they barely won the game. Actually, they won the game by seven. It was close. The score was closer than the game really was, but they didn't put up the offensive numbers that I expected them to. This team's got to continue to win, obviously, to be in the playoffs, and I think they got to blow people out. I, I think Luke Fickle's going to rally the troops this week. Tulane gives up points in bunches. I mean, they've given up 55, 40, and 52 to much less offenses the last three weeks. This is the week Cincinnati goes crazy, gets in the 50s. I'm going to lay the 26 with Cincinnati, give them one more shot. Give me Cincinnati minus 26 for 25. I agree with you. You look you look at that schedule for Tulane. They even gave up 61 against Ole Miss about five weeks ago. So it's a team that gives up a ton of points. They only average about 20 or so on offense, but they don't – I mean, they haven't faced a defense anything close to what Cincinnati brings to the table. Uh, it wasn't a game that I had. I'm not going to bet it, but tons of moral support on the Bearcats. Same same boat here. I'm, I'm leaning them really hard. Uh, if it was 24-and-a-half where it opened, I would probably be on it with you, but eh, maybe it's a, just a touch too many points for me. All right, the game that's got me scratching my head – on zebra's list is where is it there it is kansas oklahoma state oklahoma state minus 30 30 why i mean i know kansas is bad but they gave oklahoma everything they wanted last week in fact i was listening to that game on the radio and i thought it was quite humorous when they the announcer said that that they let everybody in Lawrence know that the gates were open. They weren't taking tickets, and they were they were asking for everybody to come down. I think they thought they were going to have a, a field storming with the uh, you know four thousand people in the stands, and it was going to be embarrassing and shown on Sports Center. So they wanted people there. Well, they didn't get to do that last week. However, this week getting thirty and a half points to a team that has scored over thirty points twice this year, and they've scored thirty one and thirty two. Uh, Oklahoma State's not the Oklahoma State of old. It's kind of flip-flopped. It's not the the run-and-gun, fun offensive show. They got a defense. It's pretty doggone good. They got an offense that's blah. I'm actually taking Kansas plus the 30-and-a-half, and and I think this one's going to be a fairly easy win. I think the line's off by close to 10 points. So give me Kansas plus 30-and-a-half for a quarter. 
Yeah, I was looking at the math there, and, and uh, I've got it off of being about seven points. I got about a 24-point game. Oklahoma State's defense is really, really good. Uh, Kansas says he's a score, what, once, twice, seven, ten points? That's probably enough because Zebra nailed it right on the head. The top end of this Cowboy offense is 30 points. So I, I'll give you a moral support. Makes me almost want to vomit my mouth, just idea of supporting Kansas in any fashion. But that's where we're at. A lean on Kansas plus 30 and a half. I'm leaning Kansas here, too. I'm not betting it. Last week was our shot. That, that was our big spread that Kansas covered. Uh, this one, I'm not so sure. I, I, I'm not so sure the line's that far off. I, Oklahoma State looks like they are going to put up some points against Kansas. And I, don't, I just don't know what the Jayhawks are going to be able to do. Oh, man. Yeah, we, funny story. We're actually debating about whether we actually wanted to money line Kansas to hedge against our Kansas one and a half uh, win total bet. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I thought Oklahoma would win. All right, we got uh, onto my list. Virginia Tech is playing Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech on the road is catching four and a half, plus four and a half. I like that play an awful lot. I think Virginia Tech can keep it close against Georgia Tech. So give me the Hokies on the road, plus four and a half, 50 bucks. Yeah. The Hokies' defense is kind of what they're known for. But when you go against a team like the Rambling Wreck, it's just it's, it's another military academy. They, they run that triple option. It tests defense. And I, the Hokies are going to be put to the test here. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I might be eyeballing the total here because it might be first one to 21 wins this game. Uh, I'm going to lean Georgia Tech here, but I really don't have a play. I don't have anything either. Very disappointing seasons for both these teams. Got to figure coaches are on the hot seat, both locations. Somebody's going to keep bowl hopes alive getting to four and four, but the other one's bowls hopes are pretty much out the window. Um, this is a game that, that that I don't have a thought on, don't have a play on, but good luck. I'll give you some moral support Thank with you. Georgia Tech. Thank you for your support. I have a feeling you're not going to support me on my, on my next play here. Boston College is going to the Dome. They're going to Syracuse. Orangemen, minus six and a half. I've been kind of fading Syracuse in the last few weeks. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I hope it works this time. I like Boston College on the road, plus six and a half. Give me 50 bucks on that. You know, how is it every time I hear Syracuse Orangemen, I, I like go back to the 80s and 90s when they – just really, really bad. Like this, this is a team that just hasn't been good for a long time. They're, they'll squeeze out an upset or they'll push a Clemson to the brink once every 10 years, but it's that they have not been a very good team. Boston College is just historically mediocre. This is a six and six team almost every single year. Boston College is probably the play, but I don't have a take on either one of these teams. I'll lean Boston College. I, I like where you're going with it. I mean, I've I've been on Syracuse a few times this mm -hmm. year. They are seven and one against the number, but I think Vegas is kind of caught up to that. I think this number is a little bit inflated. Probably should be closer to a field goal. Uh, Boston College, I believe, has won two years in a row at Syracuse, trying to make it three right now. I like your play. Um, I lean BC in this one as well. Panther, you gave us. Uh like the, what, what images are conjured up in your head when you hear Syracuse? What images are, are conjured up when you hear Boston College? So I have some 90s memories of Boston College, too. 
Oh, oh I, have, I, I have some nightmares. <laughs> Notre, I know where you're going with this, and you could probably pick any damn team, and Notre Dame will conjure up a nightmare for me. Oh, my favorite whipping boys are hosting Purdue. Nebraska at home minus seven and a half. And I say, please, are you joking? Give me Purdue plus seven and a half, 50 bucks. I don't look now, but Nebraska's actually been playing really well the last month or so. We found them, you know, favorites or close lines against teams that we think are significantly better than Purdue. They damn near should have beaten the, that team from Ann Arbor. Um, Purdue's just, I really don't know what to think of them. I, I think they can keep it within a touchdown. I also think they could lose by two touchdowns. I'll, I'll lean Nebraska here, but I really don't know what to make of either one of these teams. Yeah, Nebraska went on a nice run covering six in a row after that that opening game loss to Illinois. But then last week, as a favorite, you know, at Minnesota, he gets beat outright. I looked at this line, and I'm like, with like you, Arch, what the heck? Why would Nebraska <laughs> be favored not only a touchdown, but then you throw the half point on there and make it, you know, a seven-point win for Nebraska as a Purdue cover? This looks too damn easy, and that's probably why I'm not playing it. But I lean Purdue heavily in this, but I just can't pull the trigger. Uh, I thought I got you. I thought I got you, Zebra. I thought you were going to jump on board. All right, it's time for the grand finale here. We've got North Carolina going to Notre Dame. The Irish, Sex Panther, minus three and a half with a total of 62 or 62 and a half. You know, the Chicago Bears could probably learn a little something from what Notre Dame did last week. Jack Cohen has had a, a difficult time getting the ball down the field. The offensive line's been very suspect. So they go to this very quick passing game, get the ball out of his hands really quick. It opened up the running game for Kyron Williams. And Notre Dame looked the best last week against a mediocre, subpar USC team, I know. But that's the best they've looked all season. I think they try to keep that going with that same type of offensive mentality. The Tar Heels are about as bipolar as they come. I don't think they're anywhere near what the voters thought they would be with their lofty preseason ranking. At only three and a half, I think Notre Dame covers. I'll tempt fate here because I'm Notre Dame's winning when I bet against them. I'm going to tempt fate here and take my Irish and lay the three and a half. So what happens to Notre Dame when you take them? They lose. And what <laughs> happens to Notre Dame when you go against them? They win. And what did you do this week? I'm, I'm tempting fate. <laughs> you took them? I took the Irish. Which plays right into my hands. I am taking North Carolina on the money line to go into South Bend and come out with the victory. Thank you, Panther, for, for making this play a winner for me. I appreciate it. Uh, all the moral support to you continue to pick the Irish games wrong. Um, North Carolina is going to get it done in front of the Golden Dome. Give me North Carolina on the money line for $25. I got you plus one. What's up? It sounds like a stone cold lock coming over zebra. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lay off the zebra plays on Notre Dame for right now. I'm not going to follow them. Plus 155 zebra. That's what you got. And that's a nice line. That's a nice line. Uh, I'm going to lean Notre Dame here. I have them winning almost every single time by seven to nine points. But when they don't cover, they really don't cover and they lose outright. So I think, Panther, I think you're going to cash this ticket. I'm not so sure about zebra. 
I'll lean the Irish here in this one. What do you think of that total, Panther? You, that's a pretty high number. What do we have it at? 62, 62 and a half. Man, I have not seen anything out of Notre Dame to suggest that, you know, third, what are we looking at? Something like 32 to 30, somewhere around there, 33 to 30. Like, I don't see it. I think it's under. That does seem like a very high number. What do yeah. you think, Zebra? <laughs> Me and Notre Dame totals are not friends this year. <laughs> not at all. Um, I, I think the line being put as high as it is is due to North Carolina. I mean, that's that's the the odds makers putting the the spread at three and a half and putting the total where they've got it is telling me North Carolina is going to come play. You know, they they think they're going to come play, and and I hope that. Hope the heck they do because, you know, plus one fifty five is a is a nice number to hit. Plus, I can you know pick on you during the game and and you know at least try to hold my head up high next week because I got something right on Notre Dame. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I would I would not touch that total. I mean, if you're on North Carolina, I th- I'd say take the over. If you're a Notre Dame backer, I'd take the under. That's just how how I'd play it. It seems like an underplay to me. Sixty two seems like a big reach for these two teams. Makes sense. You leaned under, um, you know, Panther on Notre Dame. He leans the under. Uh, I've got North Carolina, so I, if I was going to bet it, I'd, I'd take the over, but I'm done with them. No <laughs> more. Play of the year, dead. Notre Dame totals are dead to me right now. Actually, I'm blaming USC in that one. That wasn't even Notre Dame's fault. That was just flat out USC playing, playing a vanilla eighth grade offense and that that was it. So, nope, nothing. I got no. I lean over, but no play. All right. Well, Zebra, do you have any final thoughts for Week Nine in college football? You know, I'm with you in terms of betting. This wasn't a really attractive week. I mean, there are some very attractive matchups to just watch football. You know, you've got the the Big Ten battles of, you know, it might not be that great of a game, but Iowa, Wisconsin, you got the Notre or the Ohio State, Penn State, the Michigan, Michigan State, you got Florida, Georgia. Um, you got some really good football to to watch this week. Just not a lot of good bets. So um, whether you want to play anything or not, this is a good week to sit inside and and and, and watch a little college football. All right, Panther, take us home. I'll take us home. I'll try and put together a Panther parlay here. We did have one agree- one really good agreement, and that was Oregon State. Put them together with my Texas Longhorns and those Iowa Hawkeyes. And that'll be your Panther parlay. Then we're hanging out on Facebook, Twitter. You guys know the deal. You can holler at us by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did last week, what you're going to do this week. And when it's all said and done, kids, that's all. Make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.